Hello. 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 I can hear the birds singing. Oh, how are you, mate? I'm all right. What are you off to? About to start work. Why are you starting work now? Because I start work every day at nine o'clock. I didn't know you had a job. Well, many people don't. Some people well, question it. I think this is the first my bench of the year. First proper one, anyway. Really? Yeah. It does sound delightful where you are. Have you got background music on the birds? I'm out in the open. I'm actually out on a brisk walk through the mean streets of Liverpool. I'm taking some boots back to Matalan, which is... The... I'll share that nature. Uh, these are the things you do when you're not in work for two weeks. Uh, it's a three and a half mile walk. So I did contemplate... Um, my benching on my own but then I thought oh my god how does Nicholas do it <laughs> I I love talking to myself how does Simon Isbell do it how does Slaphead Phil do it uh, how does um, Brian Brian do it how does Better Call Paul do it all available on the After Dark Podcast Network. I basically, the... you've just made it sound like all our podcasts are just people that only talk about them, talk to themselves. Uh, just, well, them ones are. And I just thought, do I really want to pick that is the inside of my brain? True. You know, so. Anyway, what's with you? What's, what's been going on? Not what do you much. Know? Not much, not much. And I think uh, we've got a great exciting podcast recording coming up, haven't we? What, what? I don't know, have we? Uh, ego, first ego of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up I tonight. so. Yeah. All, all fingers up crossed. Tonight. All fingers yeah. crossed. Um, I, I'm going to uh, go and see Birds of Prey this weekend. And then uh, it looks like on Monday, I'm going to be going to see uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, for God's sake, man. I'm taking my, you... my daughter wants to go. Oh, bless her. Yeah. So, we've not been to the cinema together for ages, actually. I can't remember the last time we, we saw a film together at the cinema. It was probably Toy Story 4, actually. But, like, me and her in ages. Ages. She's been going with her mum quite a lot instead of me. So, um,. Yeah, it'll be it'll be nice to. Uh... Well, I I did try and take your bird to Florida with me instead of you. So oh, well, she said no. Said no. Daft cow. Silly cow. Yeah. So yeah, well, but saying that the review like because it's it just had its uh, premiere last night and the uh, the reviews for Sonic the Hedgehog aren't actually that bad. So it could be uh, it could be a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Surprise. Again. Um... Movies don't necessarily offend me anymore. I don't get all the hate. We, we could die. You could die watching that film. I mean, that's the last thing you ever see. Do you know what I mean? I mean, if films don't offend you very much, you should go and watch Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, you keep saying that. We might do a deep dive on that. Yeah, might have to. Yeah. yeah. I think I might do that on this, this show. Why not? The, the odd little deep dive into movies. Yeah. Obscure, weird. Give me some reason for living, basically. Yep, because this show what was supposed to be a, a question and answer session with strangers, 
But it appears in this this new universe that we live in, um, since the multiverse come out, that in this universe, no one wants to talk to you. Yeah, which is, um, you know, you, you just thought, you know, the North would be all right with that. But you can understand, like, the South not being so open to it. But, yeah, it's just hard work, isn't it? Trying to get people that you don't know to actually speak to a stranger. So, yeah. yeah. Great idea, but... Just oh, it's a fabulous idea. Yeah. It's a fabulous idea. Can you hear it? There's no birds now. I'm on the ring road. I'm walking along the ring road now. <laughs> you said ring. <laughs> oh, dearie me. So, what else? Um, how's your, um, your vegetarian diet going? Have you been tempted to come off the wagon or is it now oh, just part of your mantra? You know what? There was something there was something recently that I saw and I thought, oh, if only I still ate meat. But to be honest, like I, I've not I've not been tempted. I've not, like since since I I went veggie, there's only one time that I ate meat and it was by accident when I ordered something and when I bit into it. Um, it was meat rather than the actual vegetarian choice and, that I and made. you being frugal? No, you no. Were... I, I threw it. I threw it. Oh, you threw it? Yeah. You didn't eat it? No. It was, only, take... it was only a taco. It was only a taco, so like, it cost me like 99p. Everything else, everything else I ordered was, was what it should have been, but the, the taco, for some reason, they served me a beef one rather than... I can't remember, but it might have been refried beans or something. Oh, whatever it was. Grass one. Yeah, whatever it was. But, um, uh, no. And what, I was, you, you're obviously still drinking. Are you still drinking? I don't, I don't drink very often. I don't drink very yeah. often. I've never really drunk very often. Like, podcast recordings were times when I would normally have a drink. Um, but no, I've got a bit, I've got a bit bored of it. Like, I, I'll still do it on special occasions. Like, not like you, but, um, Thanks, mate. Well, that's all right. But, you know, there are times in the year, like um, I went out with some of the school dads a few weeks ago, uh, just before school Christmas. School dads! Uh, so we, we went out drinks then. Um, if I go well, to the wrestling... What was that like? We were all just comparing cocks. Yeah, that's what, that's what school dads do. Um, we, uh, I went to the wrestling just after that, and I always have some drinks at the wrestling because it almost feels like the culture. Um but, I mean, other than that, I mean, I, that was the last time. So that was the 29th of December, I think. And that was the, the last girl, time I had, a, I had real alcohol, really. On the mean street to Liverpool, a girl has just walked past me, decked out in full gym gear, camel toe glistening in the winter sun. Yeah? Yeah. Smoking a doobie. Why not? Only in Liverpool. Why not? I think I think it should be legal anyway. Like, I, I think <laughs> I don't get very political or anything like that. But I think this country. Don't yeah. Nah. <laughs> but this country's absolutely stupid, right? Because yeah, if but, they yeah, but the irony of it is she's in gym gear. Yeah, but that could be that could actually help her um, her ability. So the thing is, like, you give it like superpowers. Yeah. No, like, the thing is, like, I know. You know, to you, if you're smoking weed or something, it mellows you out, it gets you very relaxed, you want to sleep, you want to eat, whatever. Um, makes you feel a bit giddy. But yeah. there, there's like lots of different types and they have different kinds of effects. Um, uh, I don't, you know, I don't, 
I don't go into it too much myself, but um, you know, I have friends that do. But regardless of that, I mean, it could be a post gym doobie for all we know. But our post gym doobie didn't think of that. Yeah, just done a fucking belt and gym session. Have a doobie. And now I'm going to get the munchies. Yeah, exactly. Um, but to be honest, like, I, I really can't understand why they wouldn't legalise it. It would reduce crime. It would be something else they could tax. So it would bring more money into the economy. Uh, and it would be regulated, which means that the reasons why people have bad experiences on it, and any, I mean, drugs in general, but you know, even with, with like weed, is that you control, you're able to control the types of strains that are out there so the ones that are really bad for you are the ones that you only a small amount of that you might not realize you only a small amount of will be given out in those doses rather than what you do now which is like phone up some bloke who gives you whatever he's been able to smuggle in and you've got no idea what it is in his in his yeah. ass so they're, they're stupid they should just regulate it and allow people to make those choices in a, in a sensible and um, safe uh, nature rather than what we have now. And, and we, we get rich by it. It's happened in America, and look what it's done to America. And What's it done to America? It's Nick? raised taxes. It's um, improved the economy in the states where they've legalised it. So it's proven to work. And also as well, it's no more damaging for you. In fact, it's, it's less damaging for you than bloody alcohol, which, we, which is not regulated at all. Well, it's not, not regulated, but do you know what I mean? Like, you can just go anywhere and, and buy booze really cheaply. So you're talking about something that's, that's got the same kind of uh, parallels, and one's evil, one's not. It makes no sense. We're, we're so decorian in our views on it, and they're idiots. But then that's the government all over, isn't it, well, let's be honest. Well, I mean, that's. I don't want to find myself sticking up for the Tories, a la Ben. Ben sits on the fence more than anyone I know uh, because yeah, it's his right to be a nonce. If, he's, if he wants to be a nonce, he can be a nonce. <laughs> but Ben, he's a nonce. I know, yeah, but that's his right. It's a democracy. <laughs> Fucking hell, Ben. Um, but... Successive governments be the Labour or Tory and put their head in the sand concerning these rules. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, like, speaking of Ben, actually, like, he's just had his son diagnosed with autism and he's going through it at the moment because he's finding it really hard to get the support that you need with it. He, and... he would be, as a, as a teacher, right, he would be my worst fucking nightmare. Yes. But, that's, but he wouldn't be a teacher. No, no, no. <laughs> if I was the teacher and I seen him fucking oh, run right. towards me <laughs> because his son is now and I feel aggrieved, he feels aggrieved and this, that and the other because it's horrible. His son's just been diagnosed. He knew it anyway because he's been, he's been saying it. His son's autistic for years, but now he's officially autistic. He's shouting and screaming on Twitter at the government. Yeah, and you've, you've like, I mean, I'm, I'm not down to him, obviously, but, you know, this was a chance we all had as a country to try and make some big differences. And instead, what we did is we rolled over and let Boris Johnson and his cronies steamroll for another victory, where we've had 10 years of cuts 
and so far more cuts incoming so like don't you can't moan about it because you've like you've not done anything about this you've let this happen this was another re- this just election just gone was another referendum basically it yes. was a binary election it was sold on brexit and labor i left the labor party because of this election i've now joined up to the greens i'm a now I think there's bigger things going on now. Brexit's done now. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, however, we can all try and work to save the planet, which we sort of need to have to do. It's a bit more important than Brexit, to be honest. Um, but if Labour had just agreed with Boris Johnson and said, yeah, Brexit, yeah, we're going to do it, Boris would have been fucked because then everything would have got it would have all reverted back to proper politics. Yeah, I mean the thing is, yes, that did you did you see the um, the tit for tat in the uh, prime minister's question time yesterday when Jeremy Corbyn brought up the fact that you know you've got one person being deported because they served a drug charge, even though yeah. they've been in this country for five years and they served their time, and you who also weren't born here and got you know, arrested for uh, taking drugs are now in charge of the country. Yeah. But your skin colour's different. And the thing is, like, I know it, it, it's it's quite an extreme way of doing it, but the point remains, it's very elitist that if you've got, you're in a position of power, you can effectively do whatever you want and get away with it. And that is the problem. And that, and that is something that, all right, it, it, it probably goes across parties, but that is a very kind of, Tory stance about things and we've had 10 years of it and we just elected to have another 5 years of it people are absolutely nuts all because Barbara from down the road wanted her banana to be whatever shape she wanted it to be or the right for the banana to be whatever shape it <laughs> bullshit mate it's bullshit but we're stuck with it I, I'm, I've just gone like all, all the fight's gone out of me I still adore Jeremy Corbyn. Fuck you, Ben. <laughs> listen, listen to the man. He's a proper fucking politician. He has been for fucking years. 30 you know, odd years, yeah. They, they throw out all the pictures of him with fucking terrorists and all this shit. He was in there talking. Yeah, but he wasn't context, in bed with them. But context is key, isn't it? And that's the thing. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, don't, yeah. we don't have context. And as a we're not as a as a planet now, right? Aren't we all sort of being becoming a little bit autistic ourselves because of social media? It's now you're it, it's all everything is binary now. You're either with me or you're against me. You agree with me or you hate me. Uh, I don't think that's that, that's anything to do with autism. I, I but... no no it, it's it's one of the symptoms, isn't it? You you for a. a for an autistic person to steer through the day, they've got to literally make decisions that cause them the least stress. You've got to learn to cope. You've got to... Do you know what I mean? Well, it's just... Yeah, I mean, like, just now, like, my wife's taken my son to school. And I said to you her... You didn't do it, you bastard. <laughs> and, I said, and I said to her... Um, my wife! When are you, I'll do uh, it for thank you. you very much. Um, and I said, I said to her, oh, are you, are you coming back straight after... Oh, no, I'm going to go and get some petrol. Okay, cool. So I, in my head, I've now got a timeline of what's going to happen this morning. She's taken my yeah. son to school. She'll be, she's got to go to the petrol station. She'll be back about quarter past nine. Um, but 
I, but that helps me. As stupid as it is, and it's not a control thing. Like I no, don't no, care. No. I don't care what she does. But all I want to know is when to expect certain things to happen in my day, and that's it. Yes, that's all I need. That's that's what I need to kind of help me organise my day. Um, I'm working. I am working. I'm, I've got a call in uh, about ten minutes, but. Um, yeah, I, I just need to know what I've got to do when, and that helps me prepare myself for what's going to happen. Oh, hello. Hello, sailor. We've just got a new bike. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I very much spending that weekend with you um, three years ago now. Mm. I realised straight away, fuck me, you're autistic. <laughs> but as an adult, for you to get a diagnosis... Is nigh on impossible because you're a functioning human. You've got a job. It's not. You've got a wife. It's not even. It's not even to do with that, right? Like I, I approached the doctor about it when I realised that. Yeah, actually, I, I think I, I could have. I could be here. I went to my doctor. I, I took a test. There's a NHS test that they um, get all patients to do to see where you score on this chart, and if you score over a certain number, um, they advise you to go and speak to somebody. So I got this score, and I thought, right, okay, I need to go and speak to the doctor now. And I booked an appointment. It took me ages. got an appointment with him, and I said, look, I've done this test, and, you know, I know it's not going to have a massive impact on my life. You know, I'm not going to get any, any money or anything like that, so I'm not bothered about that. I said, I just want to understand, you know, what, what causes me to do things that I do so I can try and, like, learn how to help myself more. So, in effect, and- you are being autistic. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, yeah. Um, and he said to me, oh, the council don't, you know, the council you're in don't really um, do anything for adults with autism, so we can't give you a diagnosis or anything. He said, the only so he didn't can... listen? No. <laughs> so the only thing, he said, so the only thing that you can do <coughs> is, I, I'm, I'm waiting you. to see, thank you, I'm waiting to see a counsellor uh, about anxiety and depression. And he said, when you go and speak to them, they might be able to get you a referral to um, like an organisation because there are national organisations that can help, but it, everything is always done on a recommendation. So I can't yeah. go. I can't go to the charity and say I need a diagnosis. They have to get somebody to say this person needs to be uh, diagnosed. So, so you basically need to be sectioned. Yeah, well, pretty much. Yeah. So, okay, so I can't, do, I can't do nothing until I, I go and see somebody. And even then, they might turn around and say, I don't think you, you need to have a diagnosis. So they can put the brakes on it already. My, we're, we're trying to get it done with my daughter right now because my daughter, although she's very high-functioning, she's, she's got some very classic symptoms of autism and it's very hard to diagnose in girls. And we are having to fight the school to get them to say, can she be seen by somebody? Because now she's at school, we can't refer her, a doctor can't refer her, the school needs to write to say, we think she might um, need a diagnosis. And they won't do it, they won't do it because the things that we see at home, uh, they say they haven't seen at school. Now she gets stressed out and she's like, Headbutted the wall, headbutted the table because she's getting upset with herself. Now, that because she hasn't apparently hasn't done that in school, they can't vouch that she's done it. And the thing is, yeah. it has no impact. 
on the school. Like, if anything, it helps the school because if she got a diagnosis, they'd actually get funding for her. Whether she Don't needs additional for help. It. On... Yeah. So it makes no sense to me. But, like, we've tried for two years now and we're just going through it again with a new teacher to try and get her to say, yeah, she might need to have a diagnosis. And they always say it's really hard to diagnose it in girls because they're better at hiding it than boys are. And yet, when you go, we're trying to get this done, we're getting no support. So, it is, it's madness. Fucking nightmare. Um, I'm going to have to shoot. That was, that was a shit way to end. But I'm going to have to shoot because I've got a call. I've, got, I've okay. actually got work stuff to do. Go so, ahead, Dan. This is going to be a really crap ending to the episode, so apologies. No, I might, I might reach out to see if someone else is available. Superb. That's what I like to hear. And... Um, yeah, listen, look, look out for um, Ego, because it'll be recording hopefully tonight. So yeah. make sure you keep an eye out for it, everyone. Four men, one call. Yeah, thank you very oh, much, Craig. God. Love talking to you. Ta-ta. Ta-ta, ta-ta, ta-ta. ta-ta. So that was Nick. I've now got my big boy pants on, and I'm actually walking to Matalan. On my own. Ah. So, what what do you boys talk about? I fucking take my hat off to you. Uh, talking about shit on your own. Um, what I've been watching. Fuck me. Mythical Mythic Quest, Apple TV Plus. Uh, it just sort of just appeared last week. The full season. No fucking around. No, uh, get a show a week. What an absolute! I was, I was always, I've always been a gamer, but not a gamer. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, back before I had kids, I might have spent a day with Stuart playing Gran Turismo or a Premier League Manager or FIFA, uh, Metal Gear Solid. Very few games have actually completed. Never been a PC gamer, but I love the fact that it's out there. Um, I'm not part of any of these communities where people just watch people playing games and shit. I don't do none of that. But I love the fact that it's out there. And this show is part of... It's setting it up from a developer's point of view, and it's fucking brilliant. It's got legs. It can run and run. Uh, because all they have to do is bring out an update for the game and then you've got your new season title absolutely I've cried at some of it funny, so funny and it's cut with actual in-game footage so you know what's coming don't you I feel absolutely certain that there's going to be uh, a Mythic Quest game on the iMac or the MacBook or whatever you call it on the iPad, on the Apple TV. It's coming. It's coming. That's why they're going to be bringing out a new Apple TV this year with a boost, a chips, a, a, an increase in the chip. Purely for this TV show, I'm telling you. <coughs> um, I don't want to tempt fate. Bouncing all over the place here. I cautiously want to say I think Liverpool are going to win the league. Um, depending on the fixtures this weekend I think Man City are in their winter break now so 
again, fucking hell. Norwich fighting for their lives. We're away at Norwich this weekend. It should be a straightforward, easy win. I'm going to have to divert to Starbucks because I need a wee and a poo. I'm lucky Starbucks. I'm coming for you. Um, we should beat Norwich. And that'll put us 25 points clear at the top of the league. When are people going to start actually acknowledging? Well, they have. The plaudits have. But there was... I don't I don't know. Is there that such a hatred of Liverpool that no-one wants to celebrate along with us? I think as a, as a group of fans, I think we've conducted ourselves with a lot of dignity this year, uh, a lot of class, unlike Man City fans. I, I think Leicester fans conducted themselves a lot better than Man City fans. Man United fans do. Um, you know, Man City fans, they're just obscene. I don't know what it is about them. It, I can handle a mank accent on a Man United fan, but on a Man City fan, I don't know. I just want to, well, I don't want to punch the head in because they'll punch me back. Oh, proper need a poo now. So I'm going into Starbucks some halfway on my quest to Matalan to take this ship back for the wife. Oh, so I might carry on after when I get come out. This might be a long episode of my bench on my quest, because it is a fucking quest. Let me assure you of that. All right, Josh. All right, son. How are you? I'm not bad. Oh, miss podcasting with you, you know. <laughs> the two scouts are back, are you? Do you know what? I might make this announcement right here, right now. I'm going to come back on Biff Baff Boff. <laughs> you like what the fuck's it called? Biff Baff Boff. Biff Baff Puff. <laughs> yeah, go on. We leave the puff in there. Go on. Biff Biff Baff Puff. It is. I'm literally walking to Matalan because I'm off for two weeks. Yeah. And she wants me to take something back, and I've got fuck all else to do. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm in the middle as we speak. I've just had to go and in, run into Starbucks and order a coffee I didn't want because <laughs> I needed a shite. Oh, honestly, God, I have the same problem when I go and do um, I go and do work. I have to go and uh, have coffee or something as soon as I sit down to start my work. The coffee just kicks in. I'm like, oh shit! Time to abandon ship. Drop the kids yeah. off at the pool. Oh, I love that saying. <laughs> I. <laughs> I went into our to our kids once, right, our Grace, and I said, right, Kerry, I'm going to drop the kids off at the pool. And our Grace went, oh, hey, I don't want to go swimming. <laughs> Fucking genius. Oh, good. Uh, now, Lay a bit right. of cable and all that, yeah, come on. Oh, yeah, shoveling shit up hill. Oh, no, that's something else. <laughs> My driving instructor, right, honest to God, he was a fucking pave. Oh, God. This is back when I was... How old are you now? 20, 21 and two months. Okay, so I was younger than... I, I think I learned to drive at the earliest age. How old? It's 17, isn't it? Uh, you can do 16 in certain circumstances. Well, I, I, Eve's got her driving licence now. She's only just turned 16. Oh, fair. Uh, oh got, yeah, yeah, it'll be that. 
but it's only for mopeds. Um, educational uh, little podcast bit of shit, Danny, <laughs> for all you fucking knobheads learning to drive. <laughs> um, so he used to say, fucking hell, Craig, I'd use air shit for toothpaste. <laughs> and, I'd, and I'd go, what? Where? Where? And he'd go, over there. Hold on. I'll take the steering wheel. And he used to drive the car round and round about for me from the passenger side oh so I could God. have a blimp. <laughs> I just hope he didn't take your dog in, for God's sake. Oh, well, we did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Any, any holes of gold, you oh. Fucking hell. Well, you know what you know. some people say? If there's grass on the pitch, play ball. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, fucking hell. 46, I'll be dead soon. Jesus. Oh, you won't. You, you'll outlive us all, Craig. Oh, do you think? Yeah, defo. Talking about living us all, I see your granddad constantly now. <laughs> I'm not surprised. He's, he's just just walks around now, doesn't he? Just oh, meandering. Yeah, yeah he, he, he's got nothing to do. He just walks around now. <laughs> he's boss. He's, oh, he's, he's honestly got one of the best people in my entire life. Well, there's more wrinkles on his head. <laughs> do you know if you put a clothes peg... At the back of his head, right, <laughs> and pulled all the skin tight, he'd look like he was 52. Yeah, he wants to be, he wants to be fair, yeah. Oh, he's fucking brilliant. I, I, I absolutely... honestly God thought you were going to say there's more wrinkles on his face than on your scrotum. <laughs> then, then around my hoof. <laughs> I've got bum... Hey, Josh, don't start. I've got bum all there older than you. Oh, yeah, yeah, you'd have to be fair. You'd have. Yeah. I've, I've, I've said that to you before. I yeah. think that's an old one. Yeah, the old that... ones are the best. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, right. Um, in the Biff Baff Boff group the other week after you recorded, yeah. I was naive. I suffered the wrath of Mr. Washington, the leader. Yeah. Um, when I suggested that me and you get together over a coffee. Because me and Wifey have started to go back into the Doctor Who back catalogue. Right. Granted, only to uh, the last one, the old man. Yeah. Old man I, Doctor. Yeah, I remember you saying that your dad watched Matt Smith or Chinny, as my mum likes to call him. Oh, he's fucking gorgeous, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's all, all right doctors... looking, but I'm not being funny. If he fell over, he'd dig his own grave with that chin. Well, yeah, he, he does look like he's got downs. But apart from that, he's a, he's a fucking good-looking fella. Oh, well, um, I mean, he carries off Prince Philip quite well in the crown, but... Yeah, he's brilliant. He's a fucking brilliant actor. I oh, love him. Great, yeah. um, and he was a fabulous doctor. I remember watching the first episode of his transformation. Mm. Did he come from 10-inch? Yeah, yeah, David 10-inch, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he goes into... Um, the um, the green, the blue one off Avengers. He goes into her house. Yeah. It still burns my head out. And she's a little girl. Yeah. 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 And then he eats cold fish fingers and custard. Yeah. He, yeah. Which started yeah. an entire trend of people of my age at the time trying to eat it. Brilliant. That's why this fucking great country is on its fucking knees. To be fair, um, I tried it myself once. Um, it's not bad. I'd just recommend warming the fish fingers. Well, yeah, you've got to have yeah warm fish fingers. Yeah, I'd I'll, have warm I'll, custard as well, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'll try anything once, twice if I like it. 
So we basically, I, I think you were up for it, you know, come round to ours oh, every, every couple of months or whatever, or every month, and just talk about Doctor Who and, and like go right back into, you know, the annals of Doctor Who history because that's what the these writers do now, don't they? Yeah, they have to. They're, they're tying it all up, aren't they? And well, yeah, it's, it's the same with like Star Trek and Star Wars. Like, there's that much content. Like, Star Wars is 30 years worth of stuff, books, CDs, obviously films, TV shows, all kinds. It's the same with Star Trek. They have to go back and say, right, well, this happened, so we have to write this in a particular way. And that's yeah. how they do it with Doctor Who. So, uh, I don't mind spoilers. I don't right. care. Okay. Right. So, that Christmas one where he didn't want to die. Yes. Did that happen with the first Doctor? Um, Be- because they implied that it did, didn't they? Right. Well, the thing is, what it's called... I think I'm right in saying this. I never get the terminology right, but I'm pretty sure it's called a retcon, which is yeah. basically you never actually see it happen on screen in 1966 when William Hartnell changes into Patrick Troughton. But okay. basically there's a, there's a couple of black and white scenes in that episode where you see William Hartnell. There's clips of him saying what he says in the actual episode where he dies. And yeah. then basically what the writer has gone and done is he's taken a particular scene of that episode and said between this second and this second, this happens. Because the Time Lords. Because the Time Lords, they can fuck about with time as and however they please. So, Which is ve- very much um, like uh, a sentence in a- an opening scene of Star Wars basically. Can, can lead to Rogue One. Yes, exactly. So Brilliant. Okay, I'm, I'm still on board. Right, so basically what the, what the writer Stephen Moffat has said about that particular episode is between the scene where William Hartnell walks out of the base after he's defeated the Cybermen, yeah. Um, he walks out onto the snow planet called Telos, which is where the Cybermen are supposedly created, which again is retconned by the episodes you watched just before that. Yeah. Um, and basically, between him walking out of the base and into his TARDIS to regenerate, he meets Peter Capaldi, the new old man doctor. Yeah. And that's when the episode happens of them both not wanting to regenerate. Because Hartnell is shit scared of who he might become, and Peter Capaldi is just sick of constantly dying, basically. Well, that's the thing, because wasn't the doctor supposed to only die nine times or 13 times? He's supposed to die 12 times and have 13 bodies. So how have they got round that loophole? Right, it's actually what I think is a complete work of genius. Um, Do you remember when... David Tennant went up against Davros. Yeah. Or the disabled Dalek, as I call them. Um, Yeah. Stephen Hawkins. Stephen Stephen Hawkins, may he rest in peace. But, um, and he gets shot by a Dalek as he's running towards Billy Piper. Yeah. And he regenerates, but he he basically doesn't change into anyone. He just explodes, heals himself, and puts all the sparkly Jesus energy into a hand that he had cut off when he first became David Tennant. Yeah. Well, basically, Stephen Moffat, who wrote the episode where they got around the regeneration cycle, um, 
said that was an extra regeneration that he used up. So technically, David Tennant's the 10th Doctor. By using that regeneration, he becomes the 11th as well. Yeah. Now, while we got round it again, because there's still an extra regeneration that's got to be accounted for, is John Hurt. Who okay. was who was Oh Yeah, go on. And I, I can hear the cogs working in your head. So he was in that episode, the fiftieth anniversary, anniversary yeah. that I kept thinking was the Christmas episode from a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah. But it wasn't. No. I'd forgot that. Right. Now I need to go and watch that again. Because <laughs> I didn't pay that any concentration when I watched oh, it. Oh no, you need to. Because he is a version of the doctor from the future? No. No, the past? Yes. He is between Paul McGann, who is a scouser. Yeah. Um, and Which was a film, a one-off, yes. wasn't it? And, in the mid-90s? Yeah, and even though that film gets a load of shit, I think it's great. Um, it, I mean, it fucks about with certain things I don't like, but I overall thought it was great. Um, and he's, so he's between... John Hurt is between Paul McGann and Christopher Eccleston. Right. And he is basically the doctor that fought in the Time War. Okay. So that it technically makes John Hurt regeneration number nine, the ninth doctor. Yeah. Yeah. But even though he doesn't call himself the doctor during that time, he is still a regeneration. Right, so it yeah. goes towards the initial 13 bodies. So you get... Four. Go on. So, at the end of that film, you don't see him regenerate into anything? Uh, you'd see him regenerate, and you literally see a split millisecond of Christopher Eccleston's face. Do you? Yeah. You've got to pause it at such a right moment, but it is there. So, they knew that this... So, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Christopher Eccleston was made years later. That was in it. That movie was early nineties, surely. Yeah. So what they originally applied was Paul McGann fought in the Time War and became Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. But then they implied that Christopher Eccleston was the person was the Doctor who destroyed Gallifrey to stop the war. So did but did they know Christopher Eccleston was going to be the Doctor? Not in the nineties, the... no. So they went back and stuck him in. No. No, there's a it, it's a it's a strange sort of timeline. So basically, the '90s movie happens. Yeah. Paul McGann goes off, and they were hoping to make a Paul McGann Doctor Who series based off the film. It never. Which he still could. Which he still could, but what? Rather than make a series, they ended up doing the Big Finish audio books. Right. Which I've listened to, and I'm not gonna lie, they are fantastic. Yeah. So they made that. Then 2005 comes around and the BBC say, right, we're going to do Doctor Who. And they cast. Everyone goes, right, well, you've got to get Paul McGann back. Paul McGann doesn't want to do it. Or I think yeah. or I think he dropped out the last second. There's a story behind it somewhere. Um, yeah. So they cast Christopher Eccleston. And they write into the show that there was this big war and Christopher Eccleston is the doctor that killed the Time Lords to stop right. the war. Yeah. And they play on that right the way through Eccleston, right the way through Tennant, and then right the way through Smith as well, until you get the 50th anniversary, which is when they reveal that there is a secret regeneration 
between Paul McGann and Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Which is John Hurt. Now, that turns out that John Hurt is the man who fought in the Time War, pushed the big red button to blow off Gallifrey. And because he'd spent so long in that body and aged, he just died, basically. Oh. Yeah. But it's also because he um, he blew up Gallifrey with the help of David Tennant and Matt Smith. Yeah. Okay, so John Hurt is Doctor number nine. Paul McGann is Doctor eight. John Hurt is Doctor nine. So how can John Hurt die? Um, because he got so old he died, because that would kill all the other Doctors. Yeah, old age is a thing that kills Time Lords. It's because each regeneration... So, say, David Tennant, he would last the average human life, which is about... So he needs to regenerate. He needs to regenerate to keep going, which then, say he turns into Matt Smith. Matt Smith lasts lasts the average human life, then regenerates into Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Peter Capaldi lasts human life, and it keeps going. Yeah. So, John Hurt lasted the entire time war. Yeah. And because he kept going, because he had to keep fighting, he actually lasted, say, around maybe 200 years, which is basically two lifespans of your average human, two single regeneration lifetimes of your average time lord. That's why he he regenerated. Oh, right. So he didn't die. He, do- he doesn't die as in the Doctor is stone cold dead. He just has to then regenerate. And the, the thing that burns, right, if you impl- uh, in, uh, put in Back to the Future time specifics, okay. yeah? Yeah. So you go back to 1955, yeah. you buy the sports almanac, yeah. you change the future. Yeah. Doctor Who is all over the... F- Doctor Who <laughs> is like Jesus, right? He is everywhere. Yeah. He, there's a version of Doctor Who in every time because he is he's over 800 years old, something like that. He's, he's practically over a thousand, uh, one and a half thousand years old. Yeah. yeah. So, in the annals of our time on planet Earth, yeah. for, since the year 500, yeah. there's this Doctor bouncing around everywhere. Why doesn't our timeline change? Um, it it does, but it only actually changes the Doctor's personal timeline. So, right, so he is the linchpin of time, basically. He, is ba- he, he basically exists outside of time itself. Yeah. Uh, because he is in himself a Time Lord. So we don't know our timeline is getting changed. No, because... Because it's just our norm. Yeah, basically because we're none the wiser because... Say you could wake up tomorrow and um, Theresa May could be Prime Minister again, for example. And you could you, originally you could be on. hang on, Boris was Prime Minister yesterday. What's gone on there? Whereas that would be the You would only recognise that change if you're a Time Lord. Because you've lived in both timelines where Theresa May is Prime Minister tomorrow morning because... She never dropped. So, she never dropped out, and you've also lived in the timeline where she did. And Boris is now prime minister. So Doctor Who 
goes and kills baby baby Hitler. Yeah, for example. Yeah. For example. Yeah. He he knows the Second World War happened. Yeah. In attack, but he has just gone and alt- but altered the timeline. Yeah. But for us, we don't have a memory of it. Yeah. Because it just literally never happened. Yeah. Basically, so it's it's the exact same for you. If you were to go back and kill baby Hitler, and yeah, you you have obviously already lived in a timeline where the Second World War has happened. It's seventy years on from the Second World War. You are both aware of the one timeline where the Second World War happened and loads of people died, but you're then yeah. also aware of the timeline where the Second World War didn't happen, and society could be yeah. better slash worse off for it. We just don't know. And that's that's the Michael J. Fox scenario. Yes. Okay. So it's like Michael J. Fox is both aware of a timeline where Biff ruled the world, and also one where his dad's still alive. Well, he's, he's aware of about four fucking timelines, yeah, isn't he? basically, yeah. Because yeah. he did the time travel. Okay. Yeah. If you're the person doing the time travel, you will be aware of multiple timelines. There's just different... It depends on the person writing the science fiction, whether you remember it or not. But if you want to so, go full-on scientific, it's more than likely going to be that you probably will remember both scenarios. So... Bearing all that in mind, right? Yeah. So at some point in our history, yeah, we could have invited, uh, invented, sorry, not invited, <laughs> invented time travel. Yes. But we would not know because we ourselves are not doing said time travel. Yes, basically. There's a there's a conspiracy theory that you know the Roswell incident. Yeah. There's a theory that the ship that crashed is actually a time ship sent from the future to help us better ourselves with technology, yeah. and basically we've just fucked it up because they sent it back too early. So they picked the wrong moment in history. Yeah, basically. Was, so why don't they just send another ship? Basically, because uh, because we fucked it up so much with the likes of climate change and polluting the planet and all that malarkey that basically the timeline has changed as to where that ship doesn't actually come back. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So there, this is our last hope. Planet Earth is about to die. Yeah. Stavros, send the ship back in time. Where to, my lady? <laughs> send it back to the late 50s. Yeah. Or the early 50s, was I can't remember. 1948. There you go. 19, send it back to 1948. <laughs> Just before World War Two ends. Okay. Or did it when did it end? Forty nine? No, forty seven. Forty five. For fucking hell. <laughs> See? Someone's been messing with my timelines. <laughs> Fuck. Far out, man. Okay, I'm gonna send it back. You do know that this is our one chance. Yeah. Yes, do it. Do it. Yeah. Do it now. Oh, maybe they meant to put in nineteen eighty-four. Yeah. And Whoever put it, the fucking coordinates in was dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, God. A, a dyslexic future person with, like, three yeah. heads. Three heads, and one, he, one brain. And they send it back. And then they're sitting there waiting for their reality to change. And actually... It gets worse. You see, I've always had this fucking notion about World War Two. 
World War Two was so catastrophic for yeah. this planet, right? So many millions of people uh, killed during that time period, and technology advances so much after it during World Well. Jordan, well, basically, well, the Jordan. Thing, they say that because they invented the the atomic bomb, um, it's a different conspiracy theory for Roswell. Um, but because we invented the atomic bomb to end the Second World War, the aliens that crashed at Roswell noticed the great big kaboom that happened in uh, Japan with the A bomb. That they said, right, well, we'll go and see how advanced they are, and basically they got shot down. We took their technology. That's why you've got iPhones and computers that can do anything but make you a cup of tea, basically. Yeah. It's, well, my my thinking is maybe in, say, 200 years, we literally are... I mean, I don't even know how many people are on the planet now. About 7.4 billion. 7.4 billion. So say the Second World War didn't happen. And all them poor, unfortunate souls lived. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I know where you're going with this, yeah. What would the 7.4 billion be now? Oh, we'd, we'd probably already have colonised the moon, probably. It, it, might, it might be not as, you know, a, a better person than me, and you can work out the figures. Oh, but yeah. But if however many millions died in the, the Second World War... Say, for example, it was 10 million. Again, the figures aren't, aren't on the tip of my fingers. <laughs> Say it was 10 million. Yeah. And each one of them bred and had two kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then their kids had two kids, and then their kids had two kids, and then their kids yeah. had two we, kids. We, yeah, we'd be, ridi- we'd be ridiculously more overpopulated than we are right now. Ridiculously so. So maybe somebody did come back and created the Second World War. To thin the population. Well, they, they, to... they do say that that's... They, they say that the reason that the First and Second World War happened quite literally within each other is that someone could have been thin in the herd so that we could continue to thrive, basically, as a race. It's, it's, it's a horrible one to think of, considering how many people had to die for it, if it is true, but... Well, it's Thanos, isn't it? Well, basically yeah, Thanos. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Thanos wasn't a bad lad. Yeah. He always ate his fucking dinner when his ma said. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. He noticed more and more that his plate was always half empty. Yeah. Because the resources of the universe was getting depleted. Yeah. So that's why he decided to do what he did. Exactly. Yeah. And I, for one, if that had happened and I was one of the chosen, you'd be able to get a house for half price. <laughs> So the, the half the universe is about to plummet into darkness and you're thinking about house prices. Yeah. <laughs> you're, t- you're sat there going, oh, fuck, there's, uh, there's half my family gone. Oh, hang on, prophecy ladder. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'd get a seat on the train. <laughs> you're, not, I could walk... you're always one step ahead, you, aren't you? I could walk into any job. Oh. The only problem is you've got to make sure you're one of the ones that survives. How oh. was that decision made? It's, ra- that, it's it was, It'll be random, no one Thanos. It, Thanos was pure random, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he wasn't righteous in it. It wasn't the good or the evil that, that disappeared. It was pure random. Yeah. 
it just so happened it was all the obscure Avengers and not the main Avengers. Well, yeah. Fucking, but they ain't the right because they were noble in their defeat. Yeah, because, the, well, the other thing is, it's um, it's like the needs of the many and all that, isn't it? That's that's what he was going for. And the thing about Thanos that made him so great was just that he didn't actually think what he was doing was wrong. And that's what makes the best villains. Yeah. Now, with Thanos, sparing Thanos in mind, and films in general, right? Where was Thanos' toilet? His toilet? Well, he's got an arsehole like everyone else. <laughs> it was um, It was after he threw uh, Gamora off the top of the uh, the big plinth. Um, yeah. It, like, you know, when he wakes up in the, in the puddle, right? That's because he's pissed himself. This is my point. You... <laughs> You you never see somebody like that wiping their ass, do you? No, no. To be fair, we, we'd have probably seen more than his ass if Ant Man had got into, into inside there and just grown. Oh yeah. Well, again, why didn't he just do that? Yeah, everyone just wanted to... to see Thanos. Oh God. <laughs> We've all done that after one too many whiskeys. Oh, after after but... the curry from the start of Bengal, you mean? Yeah. Put our, our Ant-Man figure in our arses and see what happens. I mean, what you get up to on a Saturday night's your own business, like, but, you know. I used to have a Spider-Man back in the late 70s. Oh, little I've, Spider-Man. I've, I've still got my Spider-Man figure. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Oh, I also had a Fonzarelli. Ah, oh, the Fonz. Yeah, and he had a little leather jacket. Oh, bless And I'm yeah. sure his thumbs used to pop up. He used to be able to hey. move his thumbs and he used to go, hey, like that. He never made any noise. No, you but, just did it. Yeah. yeah you had to. I mean, is, it, is the doctor stuff something you think we could do? Oh, definitely. Obviously, not regular. Um, I know you've got exams and that. Oh, yeah. You're but, not kidding. <laughs> I've always got time well, so, for Doctor uh, Who. So, all right. Let's talk about Josh dead quick. <laughs> what exams are you doing now? Before we go, um, I've got. Where are you up to in your in your life, basically? In, in my in my life, um, I am currently doing my second semester of second year law school. Um, wow! Doing. Um, I've got an, I've got three exams and one piece of coursework for three separate yeah. modules. Doing the law of tort, which is just when you'd always see them fellas on the telly going, have you had an accident that wasn't your fault? Call Claims Direct. Yeah. That's that's what that one is. Um, I'm doing another one in what's called Penology, which, as my friend Sam thought, was the study of penis. Um, well, it might be. Well, t- I mean, to be fair, if you go into prison, it might as well be. Um, hey. <laughs> um, it, but it's, it's the study of, like, punishment. Um and again, if you go into prison, yeah. that's why, because you can be punished with a penis and also punished by going to prison. Um, and then I've got what's my third module? Shit. Oh, land law, which is just well speaks for itself. Lord of the, the Lord land. of the land, or or land, land law. law, like this yeah, house is in this house is in yeah, the wrong basically place. Like uh, if you're renting a house off someone, mortgages all shit like that as well. So, you're doing, this in, doing this in Liverpool. I am in John Moore's. Up and in you're in the. 
and you're in the second year. So how many years have you got next left? year and then I'm done. And then is it, do you stay in and yeah, do a I Masters? Yeah, w- I want to do a or... Masters. Um, it just depends what they tell me it all involves because I don't think I could go through another load of exams. I'm going grey enough as it is. <laughs> And uh, do you have a firm that sponsors your type no, thing not, to get you not through? Not at the minute. Um, like, the next year, I, mean, of... I, I don't particularly no. want to be a lawyer. Um, I just, I just like learning about the law. So I'm hopefully going to go and um, become a like a teacher in it or a lecturer. So yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So how many A levels uh, did you get? One, two, three. I got, I got three and I failed one, but I did four. I actually studied for four A levels. Yeah, I think I did. Oh, you're, you're do four A levels. She, she'd um, be sound. She, she's Ooh. looking at history, Ooh. chemistry, Ooh. maths, and oh, sociology. sociology is a good topic, actually. I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. do it myself because I didn't realise my sixth form offered it. But um, it, like I, I've got two good, really good mates that did it, and they said that it was an absolute laugh. It was brilliant. So, yes. uh, in December, start of December, five o'clock in the morning, I am, you're now my claim, I've got a, a, a solicitor right. on this, right? So, you, you tell me now, am I going right. to win? So, five o'clock in the morning, it's dark, I'm riding into okay. where, I get by okay. Islington, and I've got all my lights on, I've got my high vis on, I've got everything on, right? Our helmet, everything, and some donkey has put a, a roadwork sign in the road, okay. face down. Now, this roadwork sign has been on the pavement, face down, right. for several weeks. Okay. At this point, it's just been left on the pavement. But some donkey in the middle of the night, probably a <laughs> student, tax dodger, right. Puts it okay. face down in the road. Just kicks it probably for a laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got a like really that. bad opinion on it's students, raining. haven't you? <laughs> That's because I never was, Ron. Um, yeah. Kicks it into the road. Right. On the double yellers, basically. And I hit it at force. Went over my handlebars. Um, severe soft tissue okay. damage on one knee. Yeah. Cracked ribs. Yeah. I pulled my shoulder out and, and basically a bruised <laughs> ego. Uh, I'm, I'm still suffering a bit now with various bits. Um, now, I, t- I put that in Aslef. I'm a member of Aslef <laughs> because I'm a train driver. They have three, three legal uh, solicitors. So I, I've contacted them right. and it's ongoing. I've got a, a call right. with a solicitor tomorrow. In your... Up to where you are in your I mean, negligence mo- um, module, yeah. Degree. Yeah. Yeah. Would that be paid out? Because because Woo-hoo! basically so, um you have to the person who's caused the negligence, i.e. the student in this case, who's kicked this sign into the road, you've gone on it at force and gone on your arse. Um basically they have to they have to apply what's called a foreseeable a foreseeability test. Which is, you could say yeah. you're say you're the student. You walk up to that sign and go right. I'm going to kick that in the street. A, f- a reasonable person is going to go. Well, if I do that, someone's going to hit that and go ass over tit. So, yeah. Basically, um, 
because a reasonable person should be able to foresee that damage being inflicted on a person, they're within their rights to sue them for negligence. But that student is a nameless face. Yeah, but that, then you would provide evidence via CCTV, whatever, to identify the person. Or the firm that have left us the sign out. Yeah, to be to be, which I believe yeah, is a private fair, the, firm. Um, the firm can be, they can be brought in on it. It's just whether you would actually be able to sue them in particular for damages. Um, you probably would be able to do it. It's just to probably depend on the judge you get. So, the, so far, what I know, the council have got 21 right. days to respond. And so far, they haven't. So, it's now gone to the next level up. That's where I'm at. And nothing we've said here is, is prejudiced yeah, there yeah. or anything like that. So, I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> you have know, a couple of grand to throw towards the latest iPhone or Apple Watch or whatever. Yeah, I might just give it to wifey because she'd never get any. So it might just be nice. Yeah, walk in with an Alexa one. She's, she's, yeah, that. Yeah, she's lovely. She's lovely. Yeah. Well, we've got them in every room. Alexa's always listening. Do you know what? I've got some master land now, so I'm going to go in, mate. So you get back to your own way. <laughs> Don't worry. Thank you very much. I've had an absolute ball. A pleasure. Oh, well, and you, a privilege. you can't beat two scouts on wait. a podcast, can you? Well, I might take you for dinner when we're doing these Doctor Who things and treat oh, you because you're a student. Nice. I might go and get you a happy meal from McDonald's. 99p saver burger. <laughs> yeah. So, no nice. worries. Cheers, fella. See Thanks you later. Far. See you later. Ta da, ta da, ta Hello, gorgeous boy. <laughs> Where are you? Like well, I have just walked out to Matalan. I heard this morning, my wife. Oh, <laughs> let's hold on. Yeah, everyone knows this is Paul Brill. Yeah. Oh, hello. Yeah. Hello, world. Hello, world. <laughs> Wave. Um, this morning, my wife gave me a task to do. And that oh, was yeah. to, to take the boots back to Matalan. And she said, I haven't been to Matalan in years. I don't even know they're doing it. Oh, I think they do. Oh, they yeah. must do. Matalan is amazing. I bought a hoodie in there the other day for £10. All um, right. Yeah. No. Um, no, it's all Primark. Up there. there must be a Matalan. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Primark, yeah. Same thing. You know, same thing, different shit. Um, yeah. But she said, take it back. Oh, you can go on your bike. I said to her, I'm not going on my bike this week. I'm allowing my body to heal because... Very shortly, we're going to New York, and Ooh. I fu- fully anticipate walking 10 to 12 miles a day, 15 yeah, miles yeah. a day. Ah. So I'm, st- I'm off this week, um, I'm off next week, we've got two weeks off, so I thought, what else can I do? I'll just walk. Ah. So, four and a half miles there, four and a half miles back. Fucking so, so hell. far <laughs> on this episode of My Bench, uh, we've, oh, that's a good little... Tagline there. Looking <laughs> uh, I've talked to Nick. Hey, I should sample that and stick a beat behind it. Oh yeah. <laughs> a, a beat to, to a beat to beat off to. And um and then Josh from Biff Baff Boff. Uh, I can Hello. never rem- remember the name of that show. I haven't coincided. I'm, I'm my brain's just mashed at the moment. 
I've been doing so much work over the last couple of days getting promo stuff up and uh, my, I'm doing websites and shit and I'm just knackered. <laughs> so, like, so a lot has happened. I vaguely remember we talked at some point while I was walking into work at yeah, some point towards yeah. the back end of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's been going on with yourself? Um, well, it, it's the usual shit's been going on for a while. We've had Suzanne's tribunal for, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, third, third attempt at trying to get, uh, some, uh, personal independence payment for her chronic pain condition, which we still don't know exactly what it is yet, but that's all still progressing. Um, we managed to get standard mobility in the end from the tribunal, which is like, less than um, Theo gets for his lunches from education maintenance allowance a week. <laughs> so, and in the meantime, they finally agreed with that, um, but they've now taken all of Theo's disability allowance away. Um, they, he was reassessed because he turned 16. Um, yeah. Reassessed as an adult, supposedly fit for work, and um, it's just all gone now. So, so this time last week we were like, "What the fuck are we going to do?" Because it's basically when you add it all up, because he was on um, daily living, middle rate, and standard mobility, and because we then get carers allowance and uh, tax credit disability, it all adds up to about eleven grand a year. So, sweat. so that's uh, that's basically our our <laughs> our income fucked so um i'm basically having to now just uh leave them to it to a certain extent however much pain they're in um just kind of get on with working on getting myself some work so i've been out and um got back in touch with an old mate of mine who runs a music school in aberdeen um to yep. get some te- teaching work through him um but I'm kind of limited what days I can do because of gigs and shows and stuff. So on top of that, I'm advertising as a private traveling sort of visiting music teacher going to people's homes. And that I finished all the website and socials for that yesterday. And today I'm now moving on to getting the website up, which I've spoken to you about before, about getting freelance sort of music commissions and stuff online, podcast yeah. work and you know editing and sound work and stuff like that. Um, uh, and that's that's it really i haven't really got t- I've, i'm trying to practice because i've got i've got shows coming up and i'm just i'm just diving into it i haven't got time to stop and think and get depressed just like okay just get well you you <laughs> you're fucking swimming up the stream aren't you you're swimming up, up yeah, the current, yeah you know and well, you're trying to keep the family the- from going under the thing is that we've got because um, at the tribunal for Suzanne, the judge when he came when I came in to do the assessment thing, we'd done it all ourselves. I'd transcribed the whole interview from the original assessment, and which took me fucking two days because um, we'd recorded it. Um, and the judge said, uh, "We're not allowed to give you advice, oh, but yeah, 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 yeah. Go on, yeah, yeah." yeah the judge said to me. Um, we're not allowed to give you advice, really, but I would suggest that you go to Citizens Advice and get a legal um, expert to help and uh, apply for a reassessment. Um, so basically, the judge was saying, look, you guys should be getting stuff, but we can't justify it without somebody who knows what they're talking about legally to actually fight your case for you. Wow. So, so um yeah, so we've got that next week. But since then, obviously, that was just Suzanne's case. Since then, Theo's lost all of his, so he's coming along as well. We've got a two-hour appointment booked, which they think might be enough to cover it all. And then um, I'm just going to leave the 
that fight side of it in their hands, in the legal experts' hands, and get on with trying to because whatever happens, it's it could be like a year or more. You know, the fight to get to get the money out of them could be a year or more. So, in the meantime, we've got to, we've got to live. So I'm gonna and. To be honest, I'm looking at it in as positive a way as I can because obviously over the last few years, looking after them too, um, I've been kind of stuck at home, doing pretty much everything at home. And my music and my career has kind of gone on a back burner as a result, which I don't resent, but it has kicked us into action to get me out there earning and, and do the best I can with that. And then as and when, if the money does start coming back in from the allowances... We're just going to use that to get, like, get help in, pay, pay like a cleaner, and you know, get, get people to do it, so I can actually get on with, with a career. So, you know, that's Tory Britain for you. <laughs> well, it's, it, there's no end. I mean, this has come up with Nick. Um, yeah. Our conversation, Tory Britain, and mm. we touched on it very briefly with Josh as well. And yeah, it, it it's. I just don't understand how um, there was such a movement behind Labour and behind yeah. Jeremy Corbyn. Mm. But there was also, you know, I I still hang on every word that he says. I, I Like you know, I left the Labour Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no matter, I think he's a great man. Mm. But the way he went about the general election, he was very bad. It's either his advisors or him or whoever. It's catastrophic and we find ourselves in a worse place than ever, you know, when Thatcher was in power. He didn't he didn't really do anything any different from the campaign the last time though. I think what it I think what it was, it was that word we're not allowed to mention anymore. Um apparently. Um Brexit, you know. It was a binary election, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. about NHS. It wasn't about yeah. mental health. It wasn't about jobs. It wasn't about teaching and schools. It yeah. was about in or out. Yeah. And and Labour, in hindsight, should have just mirrored exactly what the Tories were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, once he'd have got back, once he'd have got into power, then they could have reassessed because they yeah. had five yeah. years of in power then. He should have yeah. just went, yeah, yeah, we're going to leave as well. Yo, Boris. Do, you think, do you think the UK is going to survive it as a, as a, a union? Um, I, right, I don't know enough about the history of everything. Um, mm. Obviously, Scotland at some point was conquered, was it? Is that the wrong word? Or did they just ah, sit down together over a cup of tea and I decide know, to join forces? I know Braveheart's bullshit. You know what but I mean? Because what... there was all the Jacobites and everything wasn't there. And... Yeah, I mean, the landowners up here, I think, were English anyway a lot of the time. Um, oh, they, it was they all are, mixed, yeah. It was are. all mixed up. Yeah, it was all mixed up with um, with the, like, the, the aristocracy in Northumberland and all that lot at the time. They owned all the sheep up here or something, I don't know. But it's, it's all bollocks. I mean, it's about the politics now, isn't it? It's, it's, it's just... Well, we... Know. I mean, we... Um... We holiday up in Scotland, and one of the houses we initially. I stayed. saw, I saw Findhorn on. Um, have you been watching Frankie Boyle's latest tour no. documentary thing? I, I, Theo was watching it the other day. I think it might be on Netflix. If not, it might be on Sky. But Frankie Boyle's done, just done like a stand-up tour, and there's a, like a documentary following him on it. Yeah. And he, he did a whole thing. He came right through our area, um, and and there's a big thing up on the at the 
the the camp place up at Findorn. Oh um, my god, that's like the Jesus place. Yeah, yeah. So, so when we when we were there last year, the the as the lady doing the deliveries was like, "Oh, you're in here, you're up here for the event," and we were like, <laughs> "No, no, we're just here." Why? What are you talking about? Oh, there's a big the ascension. Um, yeah, there's a big. It sounded like a big commune where they were all going to kill themselves, praying to God and all that. <laughs> uh, no, no, we're just up here to get pissed, love. Um, but thanks anyway. Um, but the first house we used to stay in called Dualo, D W. H fucking whatever whatever, yeah. It is on the Fort Augustus Road just off the A9. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Now that is like a thirty mile, twenty mile road where you go through yeah. a valley and then over a mountain and then you drop into Fort Augustus. One of the most yeah. fucking stunning pieces of road you'll ever see. Yeah, yeah. But that Have house. You, do you know about do you know about the bothies that they do up here? Do you know what the bothies are? Bothies. Oh, well, it's on, like it's still there. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Okay, go yeah. on. Do I know yeah. about the bothies? Have you heard of bothies? They're like these little buildings, like out in the middle of nowhere, like out in the Cairngorms in the national parks up there and that. And and basically, they don't. They're not owned by anyone. They're just kind of a communal thing, and walkers can just kind of go in there and set up for the night. There's no electricity or anything. They're just basically maintained by the people that kind of just turn up. Uh, use it right. for the night and then leave it for the next person to use. No, but no, I'm right out in the wild. I don't even know if I've ever seen one. Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> if I but we were talking to the um, the caretaker this on the last day of one of our holidays up there. Yeah, and I said, you know, the landowner, and she said, oh, she's English, and I was like, yeah. oh, right, I thought you owned it. Oh no, I'm just a caretaker. I said, mm. how much land does she own? And she was like, well, see that mountain there? That is. Yeah. Yeah. And then, do you know the pub? Seven miles further along. Yeah. yeah. All mm. the land between here and there she owns. Yeah, it's all about land, isn't it? <laughs> and, and I phoned her up to cancel our holiday one year. Um, yeah. We'd done the low deposits because there was too much. The, the house only slept six people. But there was yeah. like f- 15 of us in there. I was uh, camping. We had blow-up beds and everything. I was camping mm. outside, and I phoned her. She said, you can't stay anymore. And I said, well, we've already booked for next year. She said, you can't come. So I phoned right. up to cancel. Low yeah. deposit, £25. Oh, yeah, that's fine, but you'd always another £275. What? <laughs> well, because you had the low deposit. I said, fuck off, I'm not paying. She said, yeah. well, the only way you can do that is if the owner agrees. So I phoned her. I thought I was yeah. talking to the fucking queen, mate. <laughs> you probably were. <laughs> she had fucking plums in her in her cheeks. Oh no, that's right. I said, oh yeah, but there's too many of us now. We can't stay. Oh, frightfully yeah. sorry. And this was a lovely. It wasn't a lovely house. It was a lovely location. It was yeah. antswacky as fuck. The house. It was all secondhand shit in there. Yeah, it's yeah. A tiny yeah. little telly. The fucking look. It's like um, pulp. I want to live like common people. <laughs> the owner yeah. used to come up and stay in the house. And loved it. And it was fucking minging. The fridge <laughs> broke down one year and she brought... We used to get... Well, we still do get all our shopping delivered. And yeah. the amount of shopping you get for 17 people for a week fills two or three fridges. Yeah, yeah. She gave us half a fridge. We were like, Dad, are you fucking shitting me? But, no. So, well, that's I mean, how the other half live, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so, for yourself... 
yeah. you've built this website. I had a quick look at it last night. Yeah, and yeah. it's absolutely beautiful. Well, um, I see. I, can't, I don't know where to stop because I'm thinking, like, with the freelance work, I'm thinking about offering to build websites as well. But I'm not as confident in that. I mean, it takes me a long time to put something like that together, and I, I don't know. You know, somebody who's who's a real proper sort of website designer could probably knock that up in a couple of hours, but me, it takes a couple of days. So, <laughs> well, my mate, um, he's doing a, a virtual. He, he works on the trains with me at Liverpool. He's a catering staff. Yeah. He's doing um, a, a VR experience in Liverpool. He's bought all the kit. All right. And he's setting up this business. And he's gone on, you know, he's borrowed all the money. Yeah. And he's trying to build a website, right? Right. And he was quoted £9,000 by a Fucking web designer. Hell. Exactly. Jesus. So, <laughs> the point is, don't give up. Try yeah. if if you're yeah. gifted enough that you can knock up a website. Um, I don't know uh, Squarespace. Have you heard of Squarespace? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a modular website, isn't it? Where you just build your own blocks. They've got it all set up. And yeah, you yeah. Put your own code in or whatever, and then yeah. I would imagine you pay them a fee. But mm. if you're if you're good enough that you can build your own website, fucking jog on, mate. This time yeah, well, year. I'm gonna. I'll add a. I'll add a load of different gigs on that Fiverr and see. I'll have a look for other freelance places as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, the podcast editing that Colin's talking about doing that's 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 interesting as well. Although I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't encroach on his territory with that. Cause I've got enough on with <laughs> with doing stuff with me and Theo. But speaking of which, this week's episode of uh, Breaking Bollocks should be out either tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. And, I was pissing myself laughing that the intro itself is just like it's all ten minutes before the, even the opening music starts. So hopefully that'll be a good one. I swear to, I'm not just sucking <laughs> sucking your dick when I say this, right? Um, but for fifteen pounds, I'll do anything. But um, breaking bollocks is my favourite podcast <laughs> on the entire network. Well, what happened on Sunday? We, we we sat down for the first time. We didn't have a guest on for eight. For, it's been a long time since we'd done one, just the two of us. And obviously, all that shit had happened last week. Theo was quite quite considerably down. You know, he was quite depressed, yeah. and and it took about ten fifteen minutes to actually get him into get him into the right frame of mind to start bantering and that. But in the process of doing that, it's just so fucking funny in the first 10 minutes before it even gets started, you know. And I think the first half of it, the, the episode's on extremism. Uh, it's oh, about, it's about two hours long. The first half of it's pretty much just talking about the news, you know. <laughs> so we, we didn't actually get onto the subject till halfway through, but... That's the beauty of it. That is absolutely <laughs> the beauty of it, because you'll be bantering with each other. You'll be burping at yeah. each other. He calls you the fucking cunt. And, yeah. you know, you just plough on through, and you... Especially when you watch the video, you, you can see that you're fucking taking the piss out of him. And you're winding <laughs> up, you're dangling that carrot. And he does bite eventually. He um, loves it, though. <laughs> but it's fucking brilliant. And, it, and he, then, gets, he gets his revenge when I'm trying to set up and he's just getting in the fucking way. <laughs> but, but then when, when you do settle down and you do start talking about the topic... It doesn't half make you think about things. It does. Yeah, we 
half, half of it we don't know what we're talking about. It I mean, doesn't matter. It, I, it just see when I come back to check facts afterwards, and we've said something, and it's like, oh, that's bullshit. But I'll just leave it in anyway. People well, will be the... shouting, shouting at the radios, and that's what it. That's what it should be about. I mean, I, I'm quite open about listening to figures. My bench, if I'm lucky, I get twenty. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, same here. <laughs> but. You know, I am lucky enough that I get to listen to your show. That's the way I see it. And the, the flat earther stuff, you know, <laughs> I know him. I've known him yeah. for 10 years on and yeah. off, in and out yeah. in life, because he's just yeah. basically uh, a handyman um, who we use from time to time. Yeah. The last time I used him, he wasn't a flat earther. And now he's a flat earther. And right. the way you talk, I, I forward you his message. And the yeah. way that the two of you went through it, word by word, and dismantled the bullshit. Well, that, well, that was that was Theo that did that. I mean, I, I to be honest, every episode we do, I, I don't... I usually maybe try and think of one thing that I can ask a question about or bring up. But the rest of it is, is all him. He, he does all the planning, like... He kind of guides it, and I just take a piss. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was genius. It. And again, yeah. I, I would love to have the flat earther on, but this, these people um, he don't want to he don't want to discuss, does he? <laughs> he doesn't want to be involved in a conversation, a two way conversation yeah. where you can come back at him with, well, actually, you're talking shit because this scientific experiment disproves it. And yeah. yeah. He's got an answer for everything. He's a lovely fella. Don't get me wrong. He's a lovely fella. Um, yeah. I think he partakes in a bit of substances. Oh, well. um, <laughs> and, and I think that helps him on his frame of mind. Yeah. Um, I've sent him the link to the show. I don't know if he's listened. What I will say to you, though, is I've just, you'll listen back to this. You'll know who Josh is then. You should right. definitely get Josh on. All right, okay. Because he is a, he's, he's another, he's a fucking, I've known Josh since he was about four. Yeah. Well, I must have known him since he was nothing, to be honest, since he was in his dad's ball sack. Yeah. Um, he's 21 now, he's doing a law degree. And, uh, <laughs> I know. So him and, I can just imagine him and Theo not going at each other, but stimulating each other to such a point <laughs> that one of their fucking heads will explode or they'll both yeah. ejaculate. <laughs> I swear to God, be amazing. So, I mean, with, with your line of work as well, the, the, yeah. the music, I'm going all over the place here, but right. the, the music you have, have knocked up for myself, that can be done at home. And mm. I, I had a friend who, fortunately dead now, <clears throat> he uh, topped himself. Um, yeah, but he was a session musician. Right, and he played on "All I Desire," "Temptation," "Till Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He played on all Heaven that. Seventeen. Yeah, all that era of music. But yeah. Then when he when he got older, um, he, he was obviously he, he had a band. I can't remember what it was called. It was two of them. He yeah. had a, a couple of minor hits, but then he did freelance music, and he was doing mm. producing music for Sky. Do you know yeah, the little? Yeah. The little so. If you could get well, that type of job up. That's where the money is, because every time it gets played, you get commission. So, you know, it's just getting a break, yeah. isn't it? But in yeah. the meantime, you, you've got to, you've got to do it for the love of it, because you've got to be prepared to do it your whole life without getting a big break, just earning enough to survive on. Um, so how and, many and, actual instruments can you play? 
Uh, it depends what you count as a separate instrument. My, my main specialism is trumpet and piano. Um, yeah. I was trained on the trumpet at college, but so that technically that was my first study, but I do a lot more piano and keyboard now. Um, I, I enjoy that more because um, you can do more with it. So, And it's more in demand here as well. So, But along with all of that, you've got to be like a bit of a tech wizard nowadays to do all of the recording bit and... and you know, use all the samples well, and again, when when you're doing a, a production and you're part of the the music, you have to go away and program. So is that yeah. you overdubbing yourself? So you'll put um, like um, like the piano in, and then you'll put the the saxophone yeah, pretty in. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. You 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 get the the um, the recording software running. You'll get, you'll have what's called a click track. So you set the tempo, and it'll it'll like click the beat for you in your headphones yeah. you play along one track and then you'll add another bit and you'll add another bit get the bare bones of it and then and then a lot of it after that is what's called sound design i don't know if you noticed in that um thing that i did for the halloween horror nights thing um there's a lot of kind of weird sound effects going on in the background which yeah is, yeah just kind of weird things like people scraping gongs and you know like sort of big thumping sounds and stuff and that's what gives it the atmosphere it sounds a bit flat without a lot of that so so it's a it's a, it's a long job like but it's great fun though you're a you're a fucking genius that's all nah. i'll say nah, i just enjoy what i do and <laughs> what i will say is that aberdeen chip post was it the, the article you posted Oh where, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where you acquire one, uh, raise money for something or other. So, so much different shit. This is what I love about being a musician. You just do so much different stuff. I mean, yeah. like that's every Tuesday I go and basically try and get music out of a group of middle-aged to elderly women, um, which can be a challenge. <laughs> um, but they're great. They're great. I mean, it's it's really rewarding. And then and then you get a gig like that come along because the band that played that night is the one thing that I probably enjoy the most at the moment. Crossfire, yeah. um, where we basically we just go and rock out doing classic rock covers in pubs. Um, and Crossfire just reminds me of the band Out of League of Gentlemen. All right. Okay. What what were they called? Um, I don't know. Cram- I don't was know it Cram Brulee? They were called Cram Brulee, I think. All oh, right, Cram okay. Brulee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's all like seventies rock, seventies and eighties rockers. See the, the the bass player in that band. He's kind of middle aged. He works in the oil industry now, but he um, he had a bit of a break uh, years and years ago. Yeah, no. Um, what's his name? Stone Roses guy. Is it Ian Brown? Ian Ian Brown. Yeah. Is that his name? Um, yeah. Well, this our bass player used to be in a Stone Roses covers tribute band, and they happened to be seen by Ian Brown, who was going out on tour doing solo stuff, and he wanted a backing band. So no way. he basically hired these guys to be his backing band, and they played at Glastonbury, and they went on tour in America, and, and apparently um, he had a punch-up with the bass player from Muse. Wow. <laughs> So he hates Muse. We can't play any Muse because, because he, he he just he he basically yeah they had a, a bit of a punch up after a gig. So <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never heard any Muse. What is your when you're in the band? Do you do any singing? Uh, not with that band. I do some backing vocals with the Limit, which is the function band, the wedding band. Um, oh wow, the Limit. 
Yeah. Fucking hell. So what what is your go to song? You know when, when somebody puts a request or do you have just a set? Um well the, we've got like a set of about forty to fifty tunes and we just tailor it to the night, depends what's going down well, because sometimes people just want to do like Scottish Kaylee dancing, so we just kind of put loads of that in. But um but no, it's loads loads of stuff. I, I really enjoy doing stuff like I predict a riot, Kaiser Chiefs. Oh, and yeah. We always, without fail, every couple of weeks we'll get somebody coming up asking for um, ACDC, which is... You see, I've never heard any ACDC. Is that bad? Give over. It's fucking... It's all over Iron Man soundtrack. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, okay. But I couldn't tell you that that was ACDC. That oh, right, okay. Doodling. Yeah. Doodling. Yeah. That's ACDC, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is, okay. yeah. Um that in fact we stick that riff in the middle of uh one of the songs that crossfire does which always gets a cheer um oh. but we usually just bang out highway to hell <laughs> oh um, yeah yeah i know that one yeah which i have actually had that requested as a as a first dance nice um, that's a long a and loving wedding yeah <laughs> but it's not as bizarre as the ones that got got me to it was the first lesbian wedding i did and they, the second bride that was coming in, they wanted me to play the um, Emperor's March, the Imperial March from Star Wars. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I guess she was the one who went on top. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> she, she had the lightsaber. Mm. Oh, and the nice. helmet. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the helmet, yeah. And the deep, raspy breath. She, yeah. had, <laughs> she had a collapsed lung as a child. <laughs> so she's slightly asthmatic now. <laughs> Fucking hell. Do you do funerals? Um, I Well, not in any of those capacities, but the I did have to do a funeral for... Because um, on a Monday night, I'm involved with a choir up at Huntley. I don't know if you know Huntley, do you? It's just up the road no. a bit towards Findorn. It's about 12 miles up the road towards Findorn. Um, and we do... We've got, like, another choir that I play piano for, and they do, like, theatre stuff and that. And they're quite well-known in the area. And a friend of theirs wanted a few singers to, to just do a song at a funeral there um, for them. So I've done that, um, which was interesting because the, the couple of that, that run the, the music kind of group up at Huntley are a really good laugh. Like, the, he's, like, the campest person you've ever seen. And... The, the woman that he does it with, that he lives with, um, is just kind of short and funny and and just amazing person. But uh, they they have these giggle fits. Have, have you just and, described the crankies? Um, not quite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, they're 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 a good double act. But but they're always having giggle fits and making innuendos out of everything. And they they they're well known for not being able to keep keep that in when they're in a funeral oh which nice is, which is always uh <laughs> a bit difficult you know i think we uh, did this didn't we what song would you have at your funeral on an ego probably yeah. yeah i can't remember what i said i think i i've always leaned towards elvis and being in love oh yeah yeah you'd be cremated then yeah oh i don't know because then i'd sort of lose <laughs> my superpowers because i i oh, tell yeah. i tell my kids i'm like um i'm like jesus me it's bad for the environment as well. Getting cremated. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it <laughs> is. You should get yourself planted under a tree, become a tree. Well, I think that's <laughs> when we did our morbid funeral episode. I think that was what I went to. I wanted to be yeah, yeah. in a forest, mm. a living, a living fu- um, cemetery. 
Yeah. Mm. I think that would be nice. Um, I was called uh, on Twitter yesterday. I won't go into the, the Twitter Barney. I won't give the people <laughs> involved um, the credit they don't deserve. Yeah. But uh, one of the um, uh, spin-off tweets that come out of the drama, uh, yeah. I... I Stayed out of it. I monitored the situation, and then just out of nowhere, somebody um, said that I named me specifically in the tweet. She stopped listening to this after dark um, because she found me condescending. Oh, I had to go and look up what it meant. Yeah, that's ironic. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's uh, sort of. I went back at it as politely as I could to say, hold on a minute, love. I'm not involved in this in any way whatsoever. And yet you're drawing me into it. I don't want to be in it. Uh, I, I was very careful not to apologise for being condescending. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't think I'm condescending. I want to, once, yeah, yeah. Once I, once <laughs> I read up on what condescending meant, well, I asked Alexa, actually. Um, <laughs> And she told me, I was like, that fuck, that's, <laughs> that's actually not very Is it very possible nice. to be condescending when you're from Liverpool? I, I, I mean, say, I don't I, mean to sound condescending, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. So she apologised um, and said that she felt sad now that I, she'd made me sad. Because I said, you've, you've made me sad, basically. Um, I didn't apologise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't apologise for being condescending. Because I don't, I don't think I am condescending. But. You know, you know, probably the vast majority of this conversation is going to be totally out of sync, don't you? Why? Because <laughs> anchor, you know, <laughs> or have they have they fixed that now? Well, um, I've just listened back to the Nick stuff while I was having a shite in Starbucks. Oh, nice. And um, yeah, yeah, it was a fucking boss shite. Let me tell you. <laughs> right on my G spot. I come a month's load when it comes out. <laughs> See, is that condescending? Um, <laughs> Oh, that's condescending. And, and Nick phased out a couple of times, like you just have then, a right. couple of times. Yeah. But when he come back in, he was still in, in position. Excellent. So hopefully it's, it, it's a problem that you might have rectified. The way yeah. I understand Anchor is you're, you're recording locally your end. Mm. I'm recording locally my end. Yeah. And when we hang up, they both go up and their software puts it together. And right. hopefully divine that problem out. Cool. Because I think this is going to be a really nice episode to listen back to. It's going to be fucking long if you've got a few people on it doing yeah. this sort of stuff. <laughs> but well, that, I don't know what that, to. I don't fun. know what to do with my bench. I don't know what to do with it. Do I what don't you know want. It's yours. <laughs> no, well, exactly. Yeah, but the the idea I had about talking, asking people questions, just sort of died to death, and then. I've, I've already, people are miserable cunts, aren't they? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I've already championed yourself and Simon Isbell mm. and Slaphead Phil and, and Nick even because um, you are able to talk to the microphone. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It is, it, I'd see, when I first started doing gigs and stuff, just singing into a mic, you, it, people do get scared of, you know, I don't know what it is. It's just because it's weird listening to your own voice back. Um, yeah. Like when I was a kid, I remember recording myself and, and just thinking, is that what I sound like? Fucking hell, that's not me. But yeah. you kind of get used to it. Um, it's just having the, 
the content as well to spew out. I don't know how <laughs> you do it. I applaud you all greatly because I've just tried for five minutes. And I mean, I said to the girl yesterday, um, I have quite a dark sense of humour. And sometimes I can go too dark. And Is there I mean, such a thing? Well, is there such a thing? I yeah, don't I know. Customer <laughs> um, is always weird. Last episode was quite um, on the... Fucking hell, they're, they're dark. <laughs> yeah. But there's a place for it, you know, there's a, there's a market. Well, and the thing is, though, if if the, something like the customer that is always weird is not allowed to exist, mm. you know, if they were celebrities, right, and yeah. they were saying what they were saying, then they'd probably lose the jobs. Yeah. But, beca- but... because the three nobodies... Like um, and, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're not doing any harm. They're just having a laugh. But yeah. everyone is offended now by everything. We we did a, a, a Diz After Dark, which Nick has got in the vault somewhere. Yeah. That was so dark. <laughs> People were doing audible gut intakes of air when I spoke. <laughs> because I was in a I was in a dark place when I recorded it and I didn't well, want to be there. That wasn't the dolphin fingering episode, was it? No. 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 That went out, didn't it? That went out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we've all, you know, we've all thought about it, haven't you? He should put it out on God's the. Sake. <laughs> he should put it out on the Patreon page. I think he. Do you know what? Right? Nick is very good at what he does, which is yeah. talking shit in a wardrobe on his own for six hours. Um, yeah. But <laughs> to to pin him down to get him to commit to something sometimes is very hard. And yeah, yeah. yes, he's got that file somewhere, but to get that window of time where he can sit down and find it. And re-listen yeah, yeah. to it is is you know nigh on impossible. <laughs> Just and to check it's legal. The thing is, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, if he sent it to me, I'd just put it out. I just wouldn't listen, and I'd just put yeah. it out mainstream. <laughs> yeah. But also, as well, more and more, I'm finding myself not wanting to be um, like my kids, maybe getting ridiculed in school because right, one of the yeah. kids has found my podcast. Yeah. I mean, you're well, in a beautiful situation. Well, that's the thing. This is why I'm I'm having to worry, uh, trying to keep my sort of teaching thing separate because I know I'm probably going to have, well, I will have kids that I'll be teaching and I don't want them coming across breaking bollocks until I know that they, you know, <laughs> they or their parents are, are, are understanding about that sort of thing. So Yeah. And I, I mean, hopefully it, it doesn't come into play, like, mm. and um, it doesn't have to be an issue, but... You are allowed to... I mean, I'm a governor of a school. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And everyone's like that. Do you allow you near your kids? And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, because the things I say, you don't actually think they're fucking real, do you? It's a... It's no. A, do you know what I mean? Well, the other thing is, my, you know, my anchor feed, all my podcasts, our Breaking Bollocks goes out with the uh, over-18s warning on it, so... Yeah, not 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 on audio. I don't know if that goes out to every network, but I know Anchor Market is suitable for over 18s. I don't know if so that that'll, actually... that'll come up on um, Apple as with an email. Right, okay. And what yeah, yeah, that does yeah. for you immediately is it bans you from India. All right. So okay. There's various countries on the planet that censor e podcasts, ah. and India is one of them. So, there could oh, well. be a big Indian market there waiting for breaking bollocks and you're missing out on it. Hmm. 
Oh well, never mind. <laughs> and the the problem is, you only need. We found this with Diz After Dark because we wanted to corner the Indian Disney market. Yeah. And if you've got one e episode in your feed, then that feed will not be allowed. <laughs> oh well. It only takes one. Just takes one. That's not, <laughs> just one look. That's it is. That's what. That's what it is. Yeah. Fucking hell. Right, well, do you think we should wind this up? Yeah, I'm going to have to get back to my uh, website, knock it up um, and stuff. So um, we've got another conversation to hold later on, haven't we? Yes, certainly have. Um, so you are the 70s. Yes. So yep. with any ego, um, this year, <clears throat> we've, I've basically I've rounded up four uh, mug arses, uh, co-hosts, sorry. <laughs> and we're doing four decades, four songs, and there will be other episodes of Ego, but they'll probably be the, the record yourself type, yeah. or unless there's a major thing, we might sit round and, and do one. But mm. basically, Ego is this for a year, and so you're doing the 70s first, four songs that define the 70s for you. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to talk about them one at a time. I'm doing the 80s. I think Nick's doing the 90s and Colin's doing the O's. But right. then, and they're all going to make it into the playlist, of course, because uh-huh. I do love a good playlist. And then um, we're all going to change. So there'll be four episodes this year, and each one of us will have a go at each decade. Excellent. So there should be all different songs um, Colin has overthought it. Colin literally <laughs> had a hun- hundred songs that defined <laughs> the 80s. Basically, he had the now 80s playlist, I think. Right. Um, and he's really, really struggled. It's burnt his head out to get it down to four. And I still don't think he's played. I think he's <laughs> going to throw in a few fucking mentions. Whereas at mine are literally what I felt when I yeah. thought about it at that time. Well, that's it. I I kind of thought like you know, is it stuff that? Because I mean, certainly with the seventies as well. I was I was only nine by the end of the seventies, so you know, I I just thought, fuck it, I'm just going to go for the four outstanding tunes that I that really you know stick out for me. So. Yeah, and that, you know, I've got memories of the seventies because I was the same as you. I was only seven when I come out the seventies. Yeah, because I can pull out four songs from the seventies. That means yeah. something to me personally. There's one, which I'll save the story. But basically, I can remember just wearing nothing but a vest, eating me cornflakes with me dick in the bowl. <laughs> so, okay, now, was that last week? Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> and, but I was standing on a table, and my, my dick was 12 inches of pure meat. <laughs> he was slurping the milk. <laughs> Uh, is, it, is it better than Gold Top, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, there was a... Um, talking about dicks. Oh, fuck it, I'm going to tell you. Right, <laughs> dead quick. So when I was a trainee train driver, I had an instructor. So you have to have somebody with you. You've got to do so many hundred hours driving yeah. a train with an instructor. Um, yeah. So he had two Jap ties. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I found that funny. 
I think right, it was so because when last when I said that I said that phrase to Theo, he accused me of being racist. But <laughs> <laughs> right, well, he had two Japanese, so and he wasn't Chinese right. or Japanese. Okay, and he was he was from Leeds, and uh, he did predict variety. Loved that song, so we're bringing I'm it all full circle. Yeah. There you go. So you'll know yeah. him then. Yeah. Um, well, probably yeah. <laughs> so. Apparently, so the story goes, he'd caught his dick on something, ripped his Jap's eye open, ripped his oh, bell end, ow. and when he stitched it back together, he ended up with two Jap's eyes. Oh, Jesus. That's... So yeah. he could, like, piss in two directions at the same time. Yeah, and come in two directions at the same time, mm. right? Yeah, That'd yeah, be yeah. handy, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, if you wanted to wallpaper. Um, <laughs> or get it in both eyes. So, <laughs> basically... Um, one of the other fellas had done some tiling for him in the bathroom and he'd said to him, you know, do you want to see me dick? No, 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 no. And he went in for a piss and the other fellas lying on the floor tiling and he basically got his cock out in front of him and he said it was like the end of Predator when he takes the mask off and the, and the fucking, he said that's what his cock looks like, this fucking... Monster <laughs> yawning at you like that. <laughs> so Lovely. all summer, he was in the behind me in the driving cab. Do you want to see me dick? No. Do you want to see me dick? No. Do you want to see me dick? No. And then this one day, we've come up to a red signal. We've stopped. Everything's safe. The train's in neutral. Everything, you know, not in, no risk. He goes, yeah. what do you think of this? And I turn round and he put his dick on my shoulder. <laughs> And and I swear to God, it was like Predator. It was fucking horrific. I, you could see inside his Jap's eye. Oh, yeah, lovely. So, so on that note, uh, we don't have cue the music on my bench. No, um, you just say get off my bench. You, you can do. say because you're on, a good lad. Go on, then. go on, go on, then get off my bench. Network.